Welcome to the Finding True Health Podcast, episode number 51. Today, I'm going to be going over three different aids that I use often in my own life and that I teach to my students that help make forming healthy habits so much easier and more effective. If you are new around here, welcome. If you've been around for a while, thank you so much for coming back. Whether you're new or a regular, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you don't miss any upcoming episodes. For those of you who might be new around here, you will soon learn that I have three main passions that I go over in this this podcast. I am super passionate about body image, about loving and accepting our bodies, no matter their size or shape, about intuitive eating, making peace with food, being mindful and intuitive about listening to our bodies in deciding what to eat, and about habit formation, using the science of behavior design and habit formation to create habits in our life that are going to give us the most energy, going to help us feel great so that we can just live our best lives, make the most out of our time here on earth, and feel great while doing it. So today's topic has to do with that third category of habit formation. Also, remember that while I really hope that you find this podcast useful and helpful in your life, it should not be used as a substitute to getting more personalized, individualized help with your health when needed. All right, let's dive in. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, hello. How is it going? I hope that you are enjoying this crazy holiday season. I am trying my hardest to. I really do. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, December. But my goodness, it is so busy. I feel like we've had something going on every single night. And yesterday was my son's birthday. He turned 14, my second oldest. And in a couple of days is my um, mine and my husband's anniversary. So it's just a busy time of year for us, but all good, wonderful things that are going on. It's just can be a lot, <laughs> but I do do love it all. And I'm excited to take a little time out of my day to share these habit aids with you today. So three of my favorite habit aids. Let me explain, first of all, what a habit aid is. In my course, Help Through Habits, I teach 10 different habit fundamentals, I call them. These are basically strategies that we use with every habit that we form. So I've talked about a few of them here and there on the podcast. Uh, One was identity shift. 
we go over finding obvious prompts, um, experimenting and adjusting. These are all the fundamentals of habit making that you need to use for pretty much every habit that you form. And then I have what I call my 12 habit making aids. And then I have 10 habit breaking aids. And these are different aids that can be used as needed. You don't necessarily need to use them for every habit you form. And I've found that certain aids go along better with certain habits. So in my course, I actually give you, I think it's like five to eight different habit aids that I feel like would be most useful with that particular habit. And these are just what they sound like. They're just aids to help you form your new habit. And so today I'm going to go over three of the 12, but these are the three that I find myself using most often in my life that I find can be used um, with the majority of habits that people often try to create and they can just be really useful. So the first one I'm going to talk about is actually one that has become more and more talked about, I've noticed in recent years, more and more heard of, and it's called habit stacking. This is one of my favorite aids because it can be really, really effective. It's actually a type of prompt. So you use a current, already existing habit as your prompt to create your new habit. And this is great because you're just using something that already exists, a prompt that already exists in your life. You don't have to create the prompt and then create the habit. So it kind of takes out a step. And in order to create a habit stack, you need to find what's called an anchor moment. You need to be really specific about something that happens reliably and often in your life. And then you stack your new habit onto that. So you can find these anchor moments either at the beginning of the day, in the middle, or during the day, or in the evening. And I'll give you just a few examples. So in the morning, an anchor moment might be waking up. Everybody does that at some point in the day, right? So as soon as you get up, you could stack a habit to that. Uh, maybe brushing your teeth, turning on a light, making your bed, uh, putting on your makeup, waking your kids up, sitting down to eat breakfast. These are all pretty common things that people do every morning. During the day, an anchor moment might look like getting in the car, putting on your seatbelt, using the bathroom, uh, checking your email, feeding your pet. Again, pretty common things that happen for a lot of people during the day. And then at night, your anchor moment could be turning on the TV if you like to watch TV at night, putting your kids to bed, closing your laptop, turning off a light, getting into bed. So you can see, again, there are things that happen Throughout the day, they're already habits. They just happen automatically. And so stacking a habit to those moments can be really, really useful. One of the very first habits I created using this method, and I share this in my course, but it was um, when I wanted to create a prayer habit. I love to pray. I feel strongly about prayer. And I really wanted to pray in the morning and at night, but my whole life I've struggled with making that consistent, doing that every day, morning and night prayers. A lot of times I would do one or the other, or I would just forget all together, and I wanted to be more consistent, more regular with my prayer habit. And so I decided to habit stack my prayer habit onto brushing my teeth. So after I brushed my teeth, I would go into my closet and say the prayer, my prayer, my 
closet is right there by the bathroom. And so it was easy to just go straight into the closet. I was already brushing my teeth in the morning and at night. Those were the times that I wanted to pray. And so it worked really well. But I found as I started to try and create this habit that oftentimes I was forgetting. And I noticed that brushing my teeth was a little too vague. I had to be even more specific. And that's something that goes along with this habit stacking aid is sometimes you need to find what's called the trailing end of the anchor moment. So for me, brushing my teeth, the trailing end, the very last thing I did when I brushed my teeth was put my toothbrush down. And so my new habit stack became, it didn't just, it wasn't good enough to say after I brush my teeth, I'm going to say my prayers. It was after I put my toothbrush down, I will go into my closet and kneel down for my prayers. And that's when the habit really began to stick. And now, I don't know, three, four years later, I still have continued doing that habit. I'm not going to say I'm 100% perfect, but I say my prayers far, far more often than I used to. And I still do them after I brush my teeth. That still is the habit that I've continued. So some other trailing edge examples might look like instead of saying after I eat breakfast, you could say after I put my dishes in the sink or after I go to the bathroom might become after I flush the toilet. Getting as specific as possible is really one of the keys to creating a plan that is so easy for your brain to (laughs) latch onto. There's no ambiguity. If you leave ambiguity in creating a habit, then your brain can come up, number one, with all sorts of reasons why it shouldn't do that habit. It can forget. It's just so much more effective to be super, super specific when you're creating a new habit. Now, once a habit becomes better established, you might not have to think about that trailing edge step anymore. You might not even really notice the anchor moment anymore. Again, it just kind of has become part of your morning routine or your evening routine, just something that you do naturally, regularly. For me, just even walking into my bathroom in the morning now can be prompt enough to go into the closet and say my prayers. But like I said, I generally still do it after I brush my teeth just because that's kind of the routine that I've formed. So that is habit stacking. You can use this for all sorts of different habits that you want to create healthy habits. I know my prayer example was more spiritual health than physical health, but you could create the habit of after I eat dinner, I go for a walk in the evenings. Or after I get up in the morning, I'll take a big drink of water. Or after I drop my kids off at school, I'll take a little time to prep for dinner. Really, the possibilities are endless here with habit stacking. I love it. All right, the second habit aid that I really love is what I call a micro habit. I've also heard these called tiny habits or baseline habits or mini habits. This is basically just a behavior that is so small that it only takes a few minutes or even seconds usually to complete. Your brain really doesn't offer much, if any, resistance to it because it's just so small and easy. And it's a great way, especially to start forming habits because it's so much easier for us to consistently do a small little behavior rather than a big grand one. It's much easier to get our brains to accept the idea of two to five minutes of exercise as opposed to 30 or 40 minutes of exercise in the morning. I like the analogy that 
Dr. B.J. Fogg uses. He's the author of Tiny Habits, and he says that the benefit of starting with a really small micro habit can be seen in the analogy of a plant. Let's say you have a big plant with really small roots. Well, the first time a a storm or some really powerful winds come around, there's a good chance that that plant is going to be uprooted. So this is the same thing as having like a big habit that you're trying to form, but you really haven't taken the time to establish that habit, to really root it into your life. Then the first time that you have a crazy week or you go on vacation or you just are really lacking in motivation, don't feel like doing that habit, then that habit's just going to topple over and it's going to die. But if you have a habit that is so small and easy that even during those storms, during those difficult times in your life, you can still keep doing that habit, then the roots are going to grow deeper and get stronger because you're doing it consistently. You can keep it up even in hard times or when you don't have a lot of motivation. And then the habit eventually can get bigger and stronger if you'd like as well. But those roots are already deep. They're strong. The habit's going to stick. So back to my exercise example, if you start with just five minutes a day and you do that for three months and you just create the habit of exercising at that time, once those roots are really deep, then you can grow the exercise habit to be 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes, up to 30, 40 if that's what you want. An example that Dr. Fogg uses is when he was trying to get himself to floss his teeth. He was having a hard time getting himself to floss. And so he, he decided he was just going to do one tooth, floss one tooth a night. And he did for a while. He just flossed one tooth. And once that habit was established, he added a few more teeth until he was eventually flossing his entire mouth. So if you ever find yourself resisting, wanting to create a habit or wanting to continue a habit, your brain just feels like it's too hard. It's too big. I don't want to do that. Find a way to make the habit smaller. Find a way to make it easier. Create and nurture that tiny habit and then work on growing it in the future. All right, and then my third habit aid that is one of my favorites is to make the habit attractive. Try to find ways to make your habit as fun, as satisfying, as as desirable as possible This is another way to lower the resistance in our brain because if something's fun, we just naturally want to do it. We don't have to force ourselves. We don't have to use willpower and push through. We just want to do it. I think one reason that my exercise habit has stuck for so long, many, many years, is because it is an enjoyable time for me. And what's enjoyable at one moment in your life, one time in your life, might not be at another time. You might have to mix this up. So for me, for when I exercise... Sometimes I'm in the mood to listen to a podcast or a book on tape. Other times I'm in the mood to watch a show on TV. I've got some different exercise equipment pieces in my basement. That's usually what I do for my workouts. And it just kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. A lot of people like to listen to music that really pumps them up while they're working out. People that are a little more social, a little more extroverted. A lot of times prefer exercising with friends going to classes, um, finding a buddy to walk with, just find ways to make it as enjoyable as possible. If you're wanting to cook dinner more, but you just really don't find cooking enjoyable, that's not intrinsically a fun thing for you to do, then same thing, you can turn on some fun music while you're cooking dinner, maybe turn on a TV show, cook meals that you do find enjoyable to make. 
light a candle or have a diffuser going with a scent that you really enjoy. Just find a way to make that habit naturally more enjoyable. And this is a totally individualized thing. Something that you find enjoyable might not be the same thing that somebody else finds enjoyable. And like I said, it might you might have to mix it up sometimes. What you used to find enjoyable, you're tired of or bored of. So this is something I'm, I'm constantly trying to do with my healthy habits is finding ways to make the habit more fun. Another example here I, I just thought of is if you're trying to drink more water, you can add some flavoring. I really like this herbal tea called Bengal Spice. It's like a cinnamon herbal tea. And I just put it in my cold water and it adds a little bit of flavor. And I find that I drink more throughout the day when I have that. So those are three of my favorite habit making aids. I have other ones that I really love. Like I mentioned, I've got 12 total. There are quite a few things that you can do, some little tricks you can use when designing your behaviors and and forming your habits that can just make it so much easier. So once again, the three aids that I went over today are habit stacking. Stack your desired habit onto a current one that you already have. Number two, create a micro or a tiny habit. Something that's so small that it's just easy to do, doesn't, doesn't create a lot of resistance. And number three, make it as attractive as possible. Find ways to make the habit fun, enjoyable, just naturally something you, that you want to do. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you can use one or two or all three of these aids in creating a new healthy habit in your life. One important rule of habit formation is don't try to do too much all at once. Just focus on one, maybe two little habits at a time and just let them slowly build and grow over time. As always, if you would like my help in this area, I would love to help you. Go to helpthroughhabits.com to check out my programs. If you liked these three habit aids, you're going to love the habit fundamentals that I teach and all the other habit making and breaking aids that I use to help people form all sorts of habits, habits that involve creating better body image, eating more intuitively and mindfully and making peace with food, as well as getting more exercise, drinking more water, all those types of health promoting behaviors as well. It's what I'm passionate about. It's what I love. I just love the clients that I've been able to work with so far. And I know that these tools have helped me personally in my life so much as well. All right. Thank you for joining me. Have a wonderful week. If your life is as crazy and busy as mine feels right now, good luck getting through it all. But hopefully you and I can both remember the reason for the season, remember the important things in life, and just find joy in this fun, crazy journey of motherhood and of taking care of our health and of life in general. All right, friend, I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at helpthroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.